0: Former President Trump to be arrested, possibly, tomorrow. That's right. Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Wingeter. Welcome to another episode of Impolite Company. And today we're going to talk about the just outright corrupt Manhattan DA's office that is looking into basically weaponizing uh, the Manhattan District Attorney's office in order to go after uh, a political rival... Um, in the form of President Trump. So we all remember the porn star Stormy Daniels, right? Remember all this back in, I guess it was, what, 2018, where this uh, porn star came out, this story that, you know, back in 2006, that Trump had this illicit affair with this porn star named Stormy Daniels, and then 10 years later in 2016, when he goes to run for uh, president, they end up paying this woman one hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of hush money for for the alleged affair, right? Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is investigating whether or not a crime occurred uh, with this supposed hush money that was that was paid out to her. Um, now, Trump was already investigated for an alleged uh, misuse or or campaign uh, finance violation by federal investigators for these actions, okay? And I would note that, these, that that case in federal court was just dismissed. The judge was like, there's no, there's no beef here. Like, we're, you know, they just dismissed the charges. So I'm going to go through here a little bit of, of the story so that we can get our bearings straight, and then I'm going to talk about this POS district attorney That's right, I said it. What are you going to do about it? Trump's then attorney back in 2016 was a guy by the name of Michael Cohen, all right? Michael Cohen was the guy that he he was involved kind of in the campaign, but he was also Trump's private attorney. And so when it came time for Stormy Daniels to come out and say, oh, I'm going to give the, uh, I think it was... um, the National Enquirer, you know, everyone, America's uh, most trusted news source. Uh, she was going to run a story in the National Enquirer about her uh, affair with Trump. So um, Michael Cohen got wind of it, and so he negotiated a, a hush money deal with this woman for $130,000. So Michael Cohen then writes a check, sets up a... Um, An account uh, sets up a company, like a shell company, writes a check into the account, and then wires that money over to Stormy Daniels' uh, attorney for the tune of $130,000. And then, after Trump is elected president in, you know, January 2017, Michael Cohen's like, hey, you know, I wrote this check. I took care of this for you. It's a legal bill. $130,000 plus $50,000 for my attorney fees. And Trump's like, whatever, and signs the check and pays Michael Cohen. Okay? Now, it comes out that this was possibly some sort of campaign finance uh, issue that uh, the Trump campaign was given. uh, You know, it was hiding and covering up this information that, might have, you know, impacted the election. My God, could you imagine having some sort of story out there uh, in the news media circulating about a a candidate that, you know, it was then covered up and might have impacted the election? God forbid that should ever happen. Then Cohen was basically indicted uh, and investigated by the FBI. So the FBI raid Michael Cohen's houses. He has multiple houses. Uh, They raid his office and they get a hold of all of this information. And this is a problem. And I'll address one of these problems here uh, in, in a few minutes, but there's a problem here. Okay. So Michael Cohen, then he basically pleads guilty to these eight charges these federal charges of tax evasion fraud and campaign finance violations then this is after the fbi of course raided cohen's house and offices in 2018 cohen was of course found guilty i mean the guy pled guilty right so but a federal judge then like i said dismissed the case against trump he said there's no smoking gun here there's no evidence that trump did anything wrong his lawyer pled guilty but trump himself he didn't do anything. Okay. This kicked off a whole witch hunt. If you remember from like 2018 onward for the rest of President Trump's term in office, they were after this guy nonstop every day trying to get him. Right. Um, you remember he said he wasn't going to release his tax return, something he's not obligated to do publicly. Uh, just to run for president, even though every president had done that before. Trump's like, I'm not going to do that. Um, and so he, he refused to do so. So they're trying to get his tax records. They're trying to get any anything they can get on this guy in order to nail him, right? It's a, it's a political witch hunt against President Trump, right? And it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. And in July of 2020, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that Trump is actually not immune from the, a... Local DAs subpoenas, okay, um, and that's an absolute ridiculous claim. I don't care; they were wrong on that, it's, and I'll, I'll explain that problem here in a minute. Now, let's get back to what it is that we're talking about today, and and some of the implications that we may be facing here if this DA actually pulls the trigger <laughs> on uh, going after. Donald Trump and arresting him, uh, who is a former president and who is actually running for president right now. So on November 2nd, 2021, Alvin Bragg was elected as the district attorney in Manhattan. And, uh, you know, we have a headline from yesterday. And so, you know, I know you guys know that I'm a conservative, but, you know, I, I did I do try to go out there and try to get you know other perspectives. So you know, um, I'm gonna put up here in a second here the uh, the headline from everyone's favorite most conservative uh, UK uh, newspaper, the uh, Daily Mail. You know, just the the bastion of right wing conservatism, right? And it says, George Soros' man in Manhattan DA's office, billionaire dem donor funded Alvin Bragg's campaign to the tune of $1 million while he promised to put Trump behind bars. So here you have a POS George Soros district attorney who runs his entire campaign for district attorney of Manhattan off of the promise that If you elect me as your district attorney, I'm going to go after Trump and I'm going to put Trump behind bars. This ad paid for by George Soros. All right, this is just one of those district attorneys that are scattered all throughout America. We have one lovely district attorney down here in in the Houston area, a woman, um, Kim Og, who is also a POS Uh, George Soros, district attorney. That's right. George Soros paid for her campaign and made sure that she was elected. And then we sit around and we wonder, gee, I wonder why the crime rates have risen so much. Why is the world on fire and burning down around us as we sit here like the dog on the meme that says, this is fine. It's because all of these POS George Soros uh, dictatorial uh, district attorneys are basically not enforcing the law whatsoever. All right. So let's say I'm an arsonist and somebody who goes around and commits armed robbery. Well, I'm going to rob your store at gunpoint and then burn your store down when I leave. And, you know, well, don't you know I'm just, I come from a troubled background, right? I, I mean, and I'm poor on top of that. And m- maybe even, I could perhaps even be a, a person of color or I could just be a white Antifa guy. It doesn't matter. As long as my politics are, are are right, that's what matters. As long as I'm a leftist, that's 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 all that matters. And so instead of it being, you know, a felony, we're going to bring that down to a misdemeanor now, right? Oh, I just feel so bad for him. He's had a troubled youth. I mean, but he's a leftist, so let's not put him in prison forever. Let's just slap him. Now, now, you can't burn down stores and rob them at gunpoint, all right? That's the kind of district attorney Alvin Braggs is, okay? But what Alvin Braggs wants to do with President Trump is despite the fact, despite the fact that the... Charges against former President Donald Trump were thrown out by the feds. He wants to take this law and says, Well, it might be a state law that Donald Trump violated, and it would be a misdemeanor under the federal law, but we're going to elevate it to a felony and go after him. And why? Well, There's probably two reasons, and they're not mutually exclusive, so they could be both, but number one, they fear Donald Trump. They fear that the guy that in 2016 walked in and just overturned the political apple cart in the country is going to be at it again. And they can't have that. They, they fear what this man can do if he gets elected again into the presidency and what, you know, he, he might become unhinged this time. You know, he's got nothing to lose, right? Um, so they fear him. And number two, I think they hate the guy. I really do. I, I think they hate. Donald Trump, absolutely, and like I said, these are these two things are not mutually exclusive. It could be both of them fueling this rage, and like we're going to take a minor misdemeanor here that you know the feds didn't even bother prosecuting, but I'm going to grab a hold of it like a pit bull and just you know sink my teeth in and not let go, and and go after him. And so what what Donald Trump did on um, Saturday, this past Saturday, uh, March 18th. Uh, 2023 is he put out on his truth social media platform that he thinks that he's going to be arrested he originally said that it was today Tuesday but um, it might be tomorrow now is is what the headlines are saying and I got to tell you if Donald Trump is arrested over this it's going to cause a whole bunch of problems all right so let's deal with the problems okay um number one let's go back to the SCOTUS case so allowing a A local district attorney the option to go after a sitting at the time it was a sitting president Donald Trump was president in 2018 when they when they decided this case to go after a sitting president is asinine and just completely stupid all right let me ask you this question the president of the United States according to the constitution shall hold his office during times of good behavior and can be removed from office upon impeachment and conviction for high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, what does that mean? Well, if the president allegedly commits a crime, it's up to the House of Representatives to prosecute that crime. And then the House votes, and if they vote, which they did, you know, I would argue once, but they would say twice to impeach Donald Trump, then it goes to the United States Senate, where the Senate acts kind of like the jury in a trial, right? And the Senate has to convict the president uh, with a uh, supermajority vote. So in this case, it'd be 66 senators that you'd have to get, uh, Was 67 um, In order to convict a sitting president. And so there's a very high bar that you have to reach in order to uh, convict the president. This has only been time uh, tried, I I would say, you know, three times, but uh, others would say four because I don't count the second impeachment. Uh, as Donald Trump is an actual impeachment because it wasn't. Um, in fact, the chief justice didn't even sit there, so you know it wasn't an impeachment. Um, but the, and the closest we've ever gotten to actually doing this was uh, Andrew Johnson, which was Lincoln's vice president back in the 1860s, um, and he, they didn't even convict him. So no president, no sitting president, has ever been impeached and then convicted and thrown out of office. But that's what that whole clause in the Constitution is. Therefore, in order to convict a president and kick him out of office, uh, that's, that's the method by which we are to remove a president. And so the question now comes down to this. Why would we have to go through all that rigmarole in order to get a president out of office? And I would argue it's because the founders made the office of the President of the United States in the Constitution, the, capital T, capital H, capital E, the executive branch of government, all right? The other branches of government, the legislative branch, the judicial branch, those are made up of many members. You have Uh, what is it, 435 members of the House and 100 senators, right? So 535 people that end up becoming the legislative branch, right? And then you have the judicial branch, which is made up of nine individual people. But if you are the president of the United States, you're one person, one And you are the executive branch. And what powers, what are the enumerated powers of the executive branch? Well, he's the commander-in-chief of the army and the navy and the military. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He signs bills in the law and he executes the laws. Yes, 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 yes. But what are the other powers? He can pardon people. Can he pardon himself? I would argue he can because the Constitution doesn't put any limitations on his pardoning power except for a president cannot pardon himself from an impeachment by the legislative branch. Ah, so we see here, this is the whole point, right? The legislative branch is the one that impeaches and convicts the president and removes them from office, which then removes him from the executive branch and once he's removed from the executive branch then he can be he's just a normal citizen and then the regular law enforcement arm can kick right in because think about it what the president's going to be indicted he's going to be investigated he's going to be arrested uh sitting president he's in charge of the entire justice department he can just be like hey guys don't do that okay that's an order it doesn't work. You need to remove them from that seat of power, and then as a private citizen, charge them, and then you can go through the criminal process that way. All right, all right, but, well, hold on a second, Scott. All right, so Trump's not president anymore. I don't know if you know that. Well, I do know that. Yes, I see that, okay? We still have other issues, all right? I was just slamming the Supreme Court there, all right? I think that they were wrong-headed about that decision back in, uh, uh, this is July of 2020. I think I misspoke earlier and said it was 2018. 2020 is when it was. But regardless, I digress. Problem two, the Secret Service versus New York law enforcement. All right? We have laws. All right? The federal court has already thrown this case out. But some, you know, POS George Soros district attorney in Manhattan is going to order what? The... The state of New York or New York City law enforcement, NYPD, detectives, I don't know, the SWAT team. Who's going who's to come and arrest the, the former president, right? And when they show up, what are they going to do? Because President Trump, even though he's not a sitting U.S. president, he's a former U.S. president, is still afforded Secret Service protection. Any former president is, all right? Uh, Jimmy Carter... Uh, God bless him. I I know he's um, in hospice care right now, Um, but he's got secret service guys right there at his house right now, protecting him. Um, George W. Bush has secret service people that, you know, protect him. Obama, same thing. President Trump, same thing. Okay. When Joe Biden, and this can't happen fast enough, gets out of office, he'll have secret service guys protecting him. Uh, Still. All right. So, what happens when you have police officers that show up that try to arrest the former president, all right? They have a warrant. They say, you're under arrest. Put your hands behind your back. You have the right to remain silent. You have you know, blah, 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 blah. They read them as Miranda rights. They're going to what, take him off to jail? Well, hold on a second. Remember, he's got Secret Service, right? What's their job? They're there to protect the former president, right? So who wins here? Because there's a federal law, uh, there's a couple here. We have uh, (laughs) 18 U.S. Code 3056, Powers, Authorities, and Duties of the United States Secret Service. Uh, We have Clause D here, all right? Whoever knowingly and willfully obstructs, resists, or interferes with a federal law enforcement agent, engaged in the performance of the protective functions authorized by this section or by section 1752 of this title which i'll read here in a second shall be fined not more than one thousand dollars or imprisoned not more than one year or both so it's their job they got to protect donald trump and think about this the new york PD is going to show up and well, put your hands behind your back. What? They're going to put them in the back of the wagon, take them down to processing and throw them in the general population with, you know, Tony, the drug dealer. I, I is, are you insane? You know, of course you're not, the secret service is not going to let the president of the United States just go in like basically drunk tank down in New York city. All right. Uh, 18 us code, 1752. And this is exciting. Listen to this restricted building or grounds. All right, in this section, the term restricted building or grounds means any posted cordoned off or otherwise restricted area, A, of the White House or its grounds or the vice president's official residence or its grounds, B, of a building or grounds where the president or other person protected by the Secret Service is or will be temporarily visiting, or C, of a building or grounds so restricted in conjunction with an event designated as a special event of national significance and two the term other person protected by the secret service means any person whom the united states secret service is authorized to protect under section 3056 of the title which i just read you or by the presidential memorandum when such a person has not declined such protection so here's here's the thing Let's hypothetically say the NYPD shows up at Mar-a-Lago. Mr. President, you're under arrest, okay? Put your hands behind your back. They put him in the wagon. They send him up to New York City. They process him. They throw him in jail. Well, the Secret Service can go along with them. And he can say, all right, well, this, this jail cell here is a place where the president is temporarily visiting and we're going to cordon off this area and call it a restricted area and no one's allowed in here. Not the freaking judge, not the district attorney, not the, uh, you know, prison guards. No one. How do you like that? And he could just sit in there forever. Did the stupid DA up there, the POS, George Soros DA, Mr. Bragg, think about that? Before he decided to chase this car, I mean, it sounds like he's one of those dogs that's just so excited about chasing down a car that, you know, he doesn't even know what he's going to do if he catches it, right? What's he going to do? He didn't think this through. And... President Trump tweeted on, or he, on, social, on his social media platform on Saturday the idea that you know, people should protest over this, and people are going to get rightfully upset about this. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind or in any reasonable person's mind that this is just a political hatchet job on President Trump because they fear him and they loathe him, okay? Did the guy who's chasing this think this through? Or is he just blinded? I mean, the only nice thing that I can say about this POS is that <laughs> finally I found a Democrat out there that's willing to actually stand on his campaign promises. This is ridiculous. And I think that's going to, you know, if they do arrest Donald Trump, I think it's going to go nowhere. He's going to be able to, to beat this and it's just going to strengthen his political campaign. Uh, I, I think that this is utterly ridiculous. It's a complete and total abuse of power. And why would you risk doing something like this? You know, you're, you're putting out there a, a political and legal uh, theory that's never been tested before and setting a precedent that's never happened before where a, a former president of the United States is arrested. Over what? So that you can make sure that your campaign promise was maintained. You're a POS. Screw you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company presented by The Dockline. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.